what's up y'all this is part two of a multi-part episode so if you have not heard part one yet then by all means go back and listen to part one which should be the previous episode before listening to this one and if you have listened to part one then by all means go ahead and enjoy what's to come and here we go so as much as these dudes try to tout having a lot of education Mm -hmm. how many of them actually have an education that's a good question. Not many. Um, in fact, a guy, uh, he's, he's someone not in the manosphere. We was talking on Twitter. He told me, unlike the white manosphere, which is kind of dominated more by like collegiate culture, Greek life, the black manosphere is mostly like working class or working poor, dude, really blue collar guys um, who don't have much life experience. So very few of them went to college. And many of them, they kind of simultaneously admire college educated people, but also envy them at the same time. So because what I found was uh, I know T remembers this back around right before Trump was going running for president. There was this uh, this the alt right, the alt right mm-hmm. on Twitter had these black followers, uh, the so-called, quote unquote, hotels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they were always talking about, yeah, you shouldn't get don't get no African studies degree. Don't get no black studies degree. And then, when, you know, you peel the layers back. They ain't got no damn degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There would be STEM fetishes and talk about STEM all the time. And there was yeah. one guy that was really annoying. He'd mock everybody with any type of humanities degree and whatever and talk about STEM. And then one time I asked him, I'm like, yo, are you a scientist? Like, what is all this? And he's like, yeah, I operate a forklift. I don't not even in college. It was like, what? Literally. Yeah. What yeah, the fuck are you even bashing you know, so it's funny actually the black male sphere I don't, I don't know what it is but there are a lot of truck drivers <laughs> in the group <laughs> um, so you know it's a truck driver who claims he has 10 million dollars that's another truck driver that claims he runs multiple six figure businesses and I found out his real name and realized that was a lie um, <laughs> some of them are just like in you know typical construction work uh, it's, it's nothing overly sophisticated but yeah similar to the group you was talking about they a lot of them do advocate STEM very few are them are in STEM I don't think any of them are stuff to be totally honest with you. Yeah, uh, and they kind of crap on other degree. They crap on my degree. <laughs> like they're not stem themselves and that's how mm-hmm. one one time is how crazy he got i saw one of those guys arguing with somebody who actually was stem who was saying you know you're full of shit and elitist you know what i mean like uh stem is not what you're you're portraying it to be and and nothing's wrong with humanities and they're like you don't know what you're talking about you're probably getting stem from a bs school or something like you know it was yeah yeah they advocate black men to go into stem but similar to much of their advice it's like rudimentary and there's no concrete steps they just say go on the stem but they don't even they don't even elaborate on anything <laughs> or even understand some of the social barriers of as to why a lot of african americans are in stem and and but, but that's funny with them is why did they worship stem if they think oh i should actually answer my own question i was gonna say why did they worship stem if they think black women all want thugs but then i realized they're probably trying to level up to get um non-black women so well they see that's like the future like this is what every job is going to uh require so they're pretty much looking at like market trends but like I said, most of them are are not in it or are not even trying to get into stem were you saying something vita i think i heard your voice yeah i would i did but i actually forgot what i was saying oh sorry <laughs> Um, so there's a lot of beef videos and there's yes a thing that I found interesting was and I'm gonna uh, be honest um, Alan Roger Curry and mm-hmm. um, Ron Wills uh, they've written books a long time ago I've read yes. I've read their books their books 
are actually very okay and fine. They don't say anything bad about black women. They're actually yeah, they're kind mainstream. of mainstream. What's that? They're mainstream, actually. Yeah, yeah they they're very mainstream. The black males are kind of gravitated to them. It wasn't the other way around. Okay. Because I was kind of surprised they were even in bed with these guys. Uh, they're both very normal guys. They're actually harder on men, both mm-hmm. of those books, than they are on, on women. Like, Alan Roger Curry is the kind of guy who in his books and stuff would kind of put a, his foot in the ass of a lot of whiny men or men who hate women and he would speak out against that stuff all the time so I was kind of curious how they got involved in that stuff and also got sucked into the beef so I'm like why is Alan Roger Curry beefing with uh, these well, people? I was hoping you could kind of even explain a little bit more about the books Oh, that I would explain more about the books? Yeah, like yeah. Mode One. Yeah, yeah. One is called Mode yeah. One. And the book is basically about being upfront and straightforward about wanting sex and not being, not getting into this play cousin or play brother relationship with girls that you want to hook up with. So what he was saying is like the opposite of like pickup artists or putting on fake personas or doing all this stuff. He was just kind of saying a lot of guys... A lot of guys lie about what they want or whatever and end up getting into these play cousin relationships with girls that they like. Then they get bitter like the woman was supposed to read their mind and then they end up becoming like these um, huge misogynists and stuff. And he talks a lot about those type of guys that turn incels and misogynists and how uh, they have to kind of change. Sorry. I feel like those are for the incels then. Like that's what they need to read. Like it's more about their understanding of how <laughs> they should be operating in this space as Wait. opposed to what manosphere seems to yeah, be. Yeah, some about. people in the uh, manosphere or so. I mean, I mean, Alan Roger Curry is respected, but a lot of people don't like him because he's too hard on men. And that's how they view him. Yeah, yeah. He seems very much like the opposite of what a lot of these guys are. So I was kind of surprised uh-huh. he was even... Um, yeah, I mean, the book is really not... not uh, yeah, it's just it's direct verbal game versus indirect verbal game. He talks about it all the time is <laughs> on his videos. Yeah, but um, this is what was one of the interesting things in the book. Because what's interesting in the book, right? It's about dating, but why he talks about can apply to a lot of things. And he cites mm-hmm. books that have nothing to do with dating. But what he says is you can't manipulate someone unless they're already... Um, manipulative themselves and how like the best con men always say I never conned an honest person they kind of dangle some kind of get rich quick scheme or some kind of um, scam themselves to the victim like they tell the victim hey you and I are going to take part in the scam but what the victim doesn't know is that he's the actual real target of the scam but he said usually someone who's totally honest you can't scam them and he says that that's why a lot of these quote unquote nice guys um, Vita and I were talking about nice guys the other day when they get involved with manipulative women who take advantage of them it's because with those women, they were being manipulative themselves. They weren't saying, hey, I actually don't want to just be friends or be your play cousin. I actually want to date you. But because they won't say it, the the manipulative woman will use their unwillingness to say it and their attempt to manipulate. Like They're like, okay, I know this guy's manipulating me. He's trying to just be my friend in hopes that he just falls into some pity pussy or something, right? <laughs> so I'm going to manipulate him back and then, you know, play dumb. And get him to like uh, take me to the airport and move me to my apartment and stuff like that. But sometimes they even get into the whole relationships. So it doesn't even always stop at you know there's going to be this friend zone. There are people who get into whole relationships, and there are these guys who feel like they're being taken advantage of. But what's happening is they're dangling things in front of. It's like taking um, material items and dangling it in front of a materialistic person, and then say you got manipulated. Yep. When they were using you, because you have the nice things that you, it's like what my brother used to say. He used to say, uh, what you lead with is what you is what they leave with. So if you lead with your money, they're going to leave with your money. 
<laughs> you know, and um, but but again, to get to that point, you have to even have a certain level of self-awareness to be like, okay, let me stop doing this shit. It doesn't sound like they ever come to any point of self-awareness if they're in the manosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder if he was in the manosphere as a way to kind of uh, because in in a way I can see that being a lot of target audience for him. Like you know, um, instead it seems like they've dragged him down into like a bunch of beefs instead of him. Yeah, that's the uh, that's down. the reason why I don't. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I don't hop on panels or do live streams because one thing I learned about the group is that the more you interact with it, they'll try to like bring you down to their levels. So engaging if constant futile conversations never ending drama i mean even as a writer i was kind of pulled into a lot of rumors that i couldn't really respond to adequately um so i kind of kind of keep my distance in that format in, in, in that kind of way i saw on um, one of your videos that they were threatening to get you kicked out of school and all types of stuff do they actually follow through through with their threats no it's just saber rattling actually they do it to each other that's why i made that one video like catch a flight you know they always say oh i'm gonna fly out to wherever you live and just beat you up and stuff like that yeah they love but, the catching but it's, not, it's not the fact that they make threats that i kind of laugh at it's the fact that a lot of supporters believe them so like one guy one guy literally argued that he ordered a government investigation on me while he was in my town bloomington indiana that wrapped up over a weekend they could have had me arrested but he told the agents not to do anything and it's not the fact that it was just so laughable it's the fact that there were people who heard it and believed him and still like troll on my channel like oh man he's gonna file a lawsuit against you man i think what you did to him i'm like what <laughs> oh man! I like you guys cannot be um, serious. So no, none of the threats are followed through. I did get one death threat from somebody in a suburb of Ann Arbor, Michigan, who was like, "Oh yeah, I'll just drive down five hours to where you live and just beat you up." And yeah, you know, was he a content creator? I, or I found fan? out who the guy was. He's not going to drive anywhere. Huh? Was he a content creator or a fan? He's more of a follower. He, he uploaded videos, but he didn't allow comments or likes. Okay. Um, he had a criminal record. He had a blog where he kind of talks about killing police officers. He was very unhinged. Mm, wow. He even has a YouTube channel called Aaron Fountain, quote unquote, fuckeriness. I try to get it removed, but it's still up. Are these content creators really getting money like that? Like on, through their content? Are they really successful in that? Oh, so in terms of the money when it comes to the manosphere, so money is mostly generated through just a few areas on YouTube, live chats, but YouTube takes 30% of that. So some do Cash App, PayPal's, Patrons, another big part. Um, those are the main money gener- um, generator. It does not make as much money as the white manosphere. Those are guys who like publish books, have c- conferences and conventions where they charge money um and they have larger followers so they get more donations so it's not it's not something you can live off of but you can make a pretty good um side hustle from it i've watched live streams where people made seven hundred dollars and this is like before youtube takes 30 percent. and some of them cross over to the white manosphere like that donovan sharp guy he was already in the white manosphere yeah, he, was he, had, the white he pretty much had two foots he had he was in the white manosphere then he got introduced to the black manosphere and he kind of kept both foots in it but now he's mostly still in the white manosphere but everybody in the black manosphere know who he is yeah he, he's trolled me He's trolled me in the past. Oh, yes? Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. dude is very fraudulent, dude. I He was docs, um two days ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he had a story that he, like, he, he, was, he had multiple felonies. He always say, like, you know, he just got into a physical altercation and somebody pulled up his criminal record and it was just literally identity theft and just driving without a license. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was he was pretty terrible because I used to hate read this site called Return wow. of Kings and used to write mm-hmm. for that. That site was really unhinged. I used to just me and my friends used to read it all the time. They mm-hmm. they just um, had really really crazy articles and he was on there and he was 
very anti-black, like super, super anti-black yeah. uh, in a lot of his stuff. And um, yeah, he just started like trolling me um, one day, but that, but he used to hang out with that Roosh guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I figure he must make some decent money since he's tapped into that. I'm a Donovan and Roosh. I'm talking about Donovan because he tapped into that white uh, yeah. manosphere money. He makes more money in that space than he would with the, the black manosphere because he has his own book. Like I, I, it was a free ebook and I just kind of downloaded it. It was just stupid. So I didn't finish <laughs> reading it. Um, <laughs> and he got, you get, and even those articles he wrote, he got paid. He also wrote for the Negro Manosphere where they pay like, I think 50 or $100 an article. There are, there are other blogs that's related to the black manosphere and SYSBM, but they don't really pay. It's just run by one person. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. I read it. He was a person. He was pretty much the individual that when I started seeing the manosphere becoming toxic. So I read his articles. I seen his videos. And I don't, I don't know. People people like him, but I just find I just think he just lies about a lot of stuff. Also, like, I don't think his yeah, I don't think his dating advice is like anything special. It's, it's stupid and generic. I mean, he tells yeah. so he's very hypocritical. So one thing a lot of red pillars do this. They'll tell guys they want women to adhere to these traditionalist conservative values, but at the same time they tell men to sleep with like thirty five to fifty women before settling down right so how does that yeah. work yeah. I, I still wonder that to this day, actually. And then they, they complain. They, they suffer from the uh, Madonna whore complex, which some, a lot of men suffer from. Oh, and a lot of them, this is another corner of it, uh, sex tourism. I, I searched oh. on YouTube, Sosua, and mm-hmm. um, based on your videos, uh, I searched for the word Sosua. And when you search Sosua, which is in the Dominican Republic, all you get are just videos of black guys walking around the Dominican Republic with camcorders. And I was like, like, this is some real predatory stuff. Like, like yeah, it used to be worse. Um, I actually, I came across a video a few weeks ago. They were just recording Dominican women like butt naked showering, and I'm like, I was still on YouTube, so I recorded it for a later video. I'll blur it out. Um, so, so when they come to sex tourism, I think it's important to understand. So, in the black male sphere, of course, they deny it. So, they have this narrative that when black men are treated better outside the United States than they are within the United States, so they, they advocate each other to leave the matrix and seek greater pastures. Now, rather than acknowledge the fact that they're, because what really happens is that they meet these women like on Tinder or dating apps or dating sites before they get there, and they kind of communicate with them through Google Translates. But when they tell them, when they tell their subs, it's that women abroad truly desire black men and that black men are like the most desired group in the world and they advocate going like to freaking Eastern Europe, Latin America, even Pakistan. I mean, they pretty much advocate almost every country in the world. Their ideas like what you... I know that they, they, um, they advocate going to Brazil, yes. Dominican Republic, Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is, Thailand is a whole nother ball of fucking wax. Yeah, but, I feel like Brazil has played out for them. I feel like that was big in the arts. Well, Latin America is the most popular place. Um, I, I've seen Eastern Europe, but a lot of guys don't really go there. That's more like a white European thing. People from Western Europe do that. Yeah, I was just really, I was just really surprised at uh, how many scumbags there were in the space. There was a guy Miko Worldwide. It turned out to be he was one of the big people uh, promoting it. He turned out to be like a pedophile rapist. Mm-hmm. And yep. there was that Tito hardcore guy who I don't think he was talking about sex tourism, but he ended he up talked like, about it, but he didn't go anywhere. In okay. fact, most of the guys in the manosphere don't travel anywhere like the whole passport thing when you know i think somebody who said that they yeah, said that, that uh, earlier yeah like you don't have a passport <laughs> yeah there was this whole controversy about passports they're low so trying to quote unquote dick shame black men for traveling and i've been following this group for two years and i have not seen one person travel anywhere yeah it's only like a handful of them to do like 90 percent of the traveling but um when they were 
were when they made their videos, there was a lot of black guys walking around uh, Sasua, and they just looked thirsty. But that, but they're talking like they're just macking. They're just talking like they're just yeah. macking. That's it's like, narrative. dude, you're just a trick. Which is nothing wrong with if that's what you want to do. Like again, not shaming sex work. Just be honest about it. Like stop acting like you're. And it's on stories like, yeah, the women are cooperating here. I'm like, yeah, they're sex workers. They're supposed to cooperate. Yeah, the women are cooperative. They're feminine. There's a lot they don't tell you. That like you don't talk about the fact that there are men who go over there sleep with women unprotected or they sleep with transsexuals purposely and by accident which I revealed wait 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 by accident and scare wait 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 purposely yeah I have a video on that yeah he has a video People from New York, he said they seek out transsexual sex workers. Yeah. And some, and some did some sleep with them by accident. And one guy admitted that in a WhatsApp group that I kind of, quote unquote, infiltrated. I was, just, I was just there for curiosity. He admitted it and I just screenshot it. The, um, yeah, but a lot of people straight up um, move there. They straight yes. up um, mm-hmm. just uproot their lives. And I, I always find that kind of crazy. People who will uproot their lives around sex tourism, you know, like because uh, uh, a lot of white guys do that with Thailand and stuff where they'll fall in love with a sex mm-hmm. worker or they just have a good experience with the sex worker and then just up and move their whole the well, whole Th- life. Thailand's there. a little bit more interesting because Thailand has a huge pedophilia issue going on over there because pedophilia is not necessarily illegal in Thailand. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get away with it over there. So you have a lot of American American dudes, usually white, usually white from American dudes, or 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 from Europe or Australia. Yeah, they got they got wives and families in their home countries. You know what I'm saying? But and every they got- year they're in Thailand, or they'll leave their family and go to Thailand. Like they'll just. Like, and this is not talked about, you know, they say this, this stereotype about black men, we just leave our families. Mm-hmm. They just leave their families and go to Thailand and they never come back. Mm. Um, what's interesting with these sex uh, tourism guys is that there's some of them who will straight up at least be honest and be like, hey, um, this is sex tourism, but they'll just be like, it's great because it's cheap. And then the, there's the other guys who pretend like they're going there to be seen as gods and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the women are cooperating more. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, but, but if you notice and I only know this because I'm from the street, so I know a prostitute when I see one. And it's kind of blatant in their videos because the women are standing around like prostitutes. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty blatant. And and um, what's interesting too is that, is that oh, something interesting with the low self esteem that happens is that you know everyone they walk around and just keep asking like these different women. I saw one that was pretty funny. They were walking around asking this woman, "So uh, tell us about black guys. What do you think about black guys?" It's like, why are you asking people what do you think about black guys? Like, it's just low self esteem behavior. Like uh, some of those women are paid, by the way. That oh, I'm sure. I'm, man, I'm so glad you said <laughs> I'm, that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're paid. If they're not paid, they're hoping to get paid. You know, like if you're if you're a sex worker, like are you really gonna tell a black guy, yeah, I don't mess with black guys. You know. Yeah. So one thing you probably don't know is that the whole like um, X pass and sex pass, there's a lot of money generated through that. So some YouTubers like have like consultation fees. So the guys will say, hey, I'm going to travel to I don't know Romania, so oh, that makes sense. They get some advice and they pay them for that advice. So they kind of generate revenue from that yeah there's a guy cuba dave that i saw that seemed to be running that kind of business there's a guy there's a guy i'm not gonna say his name you guys all know who i am he's on the black power empowerment tip right now but he used to make videos over in brazil telling brothers yeah man y'all got to leave the united states just about to ask about that i'm so glad you brought that up i think charles tyler that's a main person i know okay it ain't him it ain't him Mm -hmm. it ain't him we we know who he is he don't know us but we know of him because he's been around so he made a video. This is probably honestly bike in 2006, maybe. And it's still up on YouTube. Hmm. And he's talking about how brothers need to leave the country and blah, blah, blah. And he's in a hotel room with two women. And the way he's playing it off is like, 
oh yeah, man, these see they was just cooperating. And I, in my mind, I'm like, nigga, you paid for that shit. Like, come on, man, I ain't fucking stupid. But if you, but if you're talking to these dudes, that's an easy sell. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of people are gullible, actually, when it um, comes to that. I mean, they 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 definitely fetishize these locations that people don't even travel to. Like one guy was trying to argue with me, like, "Oh, Argentina, they love black men." I'm like, "How do you know that?" He's like, "Because there just aren't many." And I kind of explained to him the history of Argentina and like some of the politics, and he was just convinced, like, "No, dude." He cited like interracial pornography as proof. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, God. I've seen people do that. Uh, you know, it's funny with some of these videos where they're asking all of those. So what about black men, you know, and then they all say the same thing. Oh, black men, sexy. You know, it's, it's like, oh my God, it's so lame. But what's it's funny kind of, is what some of the girls we're talking to look like Keisha from around the way. Like, like I'm like, this girl's black herself. Like, she just has Hispanic accent. Like, this girl looks, there's like a bunch of black girls that look like her back home. Like, you know, why are you leaving for? I don't even understand. Yeah, because their argument, they say, like, black women abroad look better. That's their argument. Even though, like, obesity rates are actually increasing in Brazil. A um, lot of these women look like just good no, so, black women you get here, which I don't, which is kind of funny. They're acting like these women are so much more exotic than uh, what, the what? black women they're leaving behind. And I just see this. Does that more, in general. They also say they're more subservient and they don't have to, yeah. they don't have to hear the mouth of black women like in America oh. or other places. So they don't have to deal with this. <laughs> so the, I was going to say uh, the, the red pill does that in general. They kind of like it's, they'll say like a quote unquote a ten in the United States and just average abroad, and it's really just all fantasy. I'm like, where are these mythical women who just like are just beautiful beyond nature that these guys uh, be talking about? But no, like it's, 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 they just create their own fantasy and try to um, pretty much try to um, uh, market these places better than they are, and they kind of ignore a lot of issues. Like when you ever hear them talk about foreign countries, they have no idea about like the history, the social, political, economic issues in those countries. I've seen guys talk about countries I've been to, like Nicaragua. He said all the women look good. I'm like, no offense, dude. I went there and me and my male friends, we kind of complained about that. Like, man, it's a really poor country. Did, did he even go to Nicaragua himself? Or was he just... not... No, he lived in Costa Rica and that border is south of Nicaragua. And I've been to uh, Nicaragua. I'm like, dude, that is not the case. And I got I, I traveled there. <laughs> do you think, so is it that their fans are like living vicariously through them in this like weird fantasy that doesn't actually exist? In, yeah, I would definitely say, I mean, who I was sometimes I do wonder what attracts people to this kind of community to actively engage, and I kind of figure out it's really got people who don't have much going for themselves. Because whenever I learn about these guys' real identities and me being nosy, I kind of like do background <laughs> research. Um, it's, it's nothing impressive, it's just mundane existence, um, not much accomplishments. So I guess they get online and they just kind of feel more significant than what they really are in their actual lives. Because even when they talk about like their cities, you got guys who live in like Minneapolis, and the greatest accomplishment is how many women they slept with. They don't even talk about like being active in the community, um, joining organizations, uh, you know, benefit the community, nothing like that. Just about sleeping with women. There was a guy called what, something, the TV? cigar smoker or something. Oh, Antonio, the cigar, Antonio smoker. cigar smoker and Milano, yeah. the travel boy. Mm-hmm. And those guys seem to be on sex tourism, but at least they seem more honest about it. There were some other guys who were just kind of just flossing a fake, a fake Mac life, you know, but mm-hmm. some of the guys seem to be honest and they'll straight up just have like haggling tips and calling them mangoes and all this <laughs> weird dehumanizing like slang. And I just feel like weird because so many, even though a lot of Dominicans say they're not black to me they still look black and it just felt weird to me to see these black people going down and doing to like a third world country full of black people what a lot of non-black people have been doing to third world countries which is treating like a sexual um Mm -hmm. playground and the optics of that really uh bother me 
Yeah, it's nothing new. It's just social media has pretty much like the, the message has proliferated through um, social media. So now that's why it's so still so popular because it's so cheap to get there, especially if you're coming from the East Coast, like Atlanta or New York. Yeah. And, and ironically, in some of your videos, a lot of the black guys were complaining that there's too many black guys there because <laughs> they're so anti-black. They're like, oh, a lot of you niggas are going to ruin it for the rest of us with your niggerness, basically. Yeah, that's what confused me because they argue that sex tourism helps the economy. Of course, we know that sex tourism has like just like, you know, there's plus in mind it's, it's like positive and negatives actually it does it can generate um revenue to a community but it also can just facilitate like sexual assault um unwanted pregnancies um human trafficking etc but in their mind they're like well we're helping the community but as soon as too many quote-unquote too many guys go over and the cost of sex inflates they kind of they say those sims ruin the economy <laughs> yeah but but yeah. <laughs> so and actually <laughs> they complain about that for Sasua and uh Medellin, Colombia they're like oh my God, these Sims are ruining it because they're just paying these um, girls too much. And driving the prices up. But I saw some yeah. of them complain also that culturally, because I guess they're ashamed of black Americans, they're like, oh, you guys being loud and being low culture, you're bringing that black American uh, scraggle-daggle uh, pookie culture to Sosua and making it look bad. Like they're kind of trying to say, you're making it look bad for the rest of us black guys because you guys are so low class. So it's like, I've seen the argument you say about you driving up the prices, which undermines their claims they're doing it to help the girls because if they were... <laughs> They'd be happy if prices are going up, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. also, there's also like an anti-black aspect, as they want to be special snowflakes. And if there's too many black guys there, they won't be as special. Plus, it'll demystify. And they also have mm-hmm. a low opinion of black men how they act. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of been promoted. That's what I don't get. So why even promote? Great Just question. There, there's money to be made, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, there's money in it. That's the reason why they promote it. That's why you see some people advocate. They'll say like, go to places that black Americans don't travel to as much, like Eastern Europe, but many people just don't go there. I have yet to see somebody go there um, since I've been following the group. Why do they think that they're the only competition amongst each other? Like, there aren't other men in these Um, I think they tend to be very American-centric, because when they advocate Eastern Europe, I'm like, you know there's, like, black people in Europe, That's right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of black people exactly in Europe. Oh, no. But they think being American makes them a little bit more special. But I'm yes. like, from afar, nobody's going to make that distinction. Uh, they see you from afar. There's not. Yeah, well, no, actually, no, I was going to say that, because I traveled to Europe, and that is the thinking of a lot of people that, uh, well, it used to be true, but everyone tells me it's not as true anymore. Well, I have a friend, my, you know, a friend of mine, he's in Thailand, yeah. and he was, he, you know, I went over there, this was years ago, and he wanted me to come back, and I was only over for a little while, but he goes, uh, when you come here, at this point, this was like 2015 when he wanted me to come back over there, he was like, hey man, don't tell him you're American. And I'm like, mm. why not? He's like, man, they're going to fucking ask you for money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he's like, dude, tell him you're Jamaican or tell him, tell him you're Canadian. And he said it about Vietnam. He said it about Thailand. He's like, no, you don't want people to know you're American. Yeah, it's kind of reversed. When yeah. I went in 2000s, it was different. And people tell me now, one thing they told me was interesting. They said, when I went there, everyone thought that everybody American was like super cool and wasn't doing something cool. But someone told me <laughs> social media has ruined it because they just see a lot of blurs. Yeah. They see a lot of stuff. And like, oh, America has a lot. A lot of black men in America are just as nerdy and fucked up as anybody anybody else. Like, Yeah, you want to be as anonymous as possible because if you tell them you're American, it's, it's it's, it's two. It's double sided. So if you go over there and you tell them you're American, the girls are gonna try to trick your ass. 
You know what I'm saying? So all that, you know, going to another country thinking that the girls are just stupid and they'll fall for everything just because you're black, that's a fucking lie. Yeah. They're going to yeah. your ass because they're going to know you're American, they think you got some money, or they and, know that you got some money because it's an expensive-ass flight to go to and, Thailand. And they think you are probably a trick. Like, I'm telling you, like, yes, like yes. they don't look at Americans, Man. including black men, like they used to. And these look, guys have an old blueprint. That's that They used to be this kind of that's, thing. That's, you should... that's, the, that's the game that existed when Brothers was there after the Vietnam war oh man i'm telling you even in 2000s people would just be like oh you, you will smith it was they say dumb things like yeah, you yeah. basketball kobe, kobe bryant kobe yeah yeah you know yeah no, no one's like that really anymore stupid. everyone has the internet yeah everything's demystified yeah, you know yeah they know and and when you get into the the uh you know pimping and hoeing is a worldwide thing and it's, it's been around since the beginning of time so mm-hmm. it's all based on money so when it comes to that oh no 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 no, no. they ain't about to let you just get over they're gonna try to trick you Man. And the same things that going over here where girls setting dudes up and getting them killed and robbed, it goes on over in Latin America. It happens in Mexico. It happens in Thailand. I'm telling you, in the 90s everywhere. and 2000s, people used to literally not know that black nerds or black losers like existed, you know? Now oh, everybody yeah, knows everything. YouTube, social yeah. media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting, actually. Um, even though they advocate going to poor countries, some of them even advocate going to like Canada, which makes me scratch my head. Um, <laughs> and even like parts of the United States where there aren't many black Americans, like the Great Plains, <laughs> the Pacific Northwest, or like, oh, go there. It's like, <laughs> yes, Portland's one of them. And I've been there. It's a nice city, but they'll pretty much argue like, oh, you know, you go to Salt Lake City, Portland, or uh, I don't know, wherever, Boise, Idaho. Uh, they'll be like, oh, the women, they're just going to be all over you because you're just like exotic because you're in flyover country. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, tra- I travel a lot. I've been in 36 states and I kind of laugh. I'm like, dude, it's not like that anywhere. Nope, it's, no, no, it's not. Uh, you know, um, to answer Vita's question too, like um, they think two things. They think the black people there are, are despised or thought of as corny. But, yes, but but definitely. that the American black people, everyone's gonna think they have swag. But people not gonna tell if you have swag or not. They're not just stupid and disbelieve anything you say. Um, and, they even do that to American blacks. I mean, they'll talk about the Pacific Northwest. They're like, oh well, the black guys over there are kind of weird, but they're gonna love you. You come from like down south or the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. A lot of New York guys think like that. Like you know, if I come up with a New York accent, everyone's gonna be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, nobody that cares. That's gonna get you robbed. Nobody <laughs> cares. Yeah, nobody cares anymore. It's gonna get your ass robbed because they're gonna know you. Your ass is isolated by. I've seen it before. I live in Portland. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it. I used to work at a school. This kid was from Brooklyn. Mel from Canarsie. These little crip niggas robbed his ass, punched him in the stomach, took his shoes. Oh, like, that, shit don't, that shit don't mean nothing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So if anything, you're on yourself. I'm telling you, it used to help. It does not. Like, when I used to travel to Canada in the 90s and stuff and Toronto and Montreal, it was like, New York? Wow. But but now they're mm-hmm. sick of it. And now when Americans come, they're like, oh my God, loud, Here stupid comes the Americans. Americans. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I visited Canada twice last year at Toronto, Vancouver and, and in the manosphere they love Vancouver but because uh, you know Vancouver's only like less than 2% black so they just think that all the white and Asian women are going to be over, all over you even though Vancouver is like it's not a poor town I mean you well, got like Vancouver is a bigger <laughs> version of fucking Seattle That's all yeah I'm like you got your elite people I mean you got people doing well I'm like it doesn't work like that actually. maybe they're hoping some like rich white girl will be slumming maybe the thing will be like one of those uh, interracial porn videos that they like so much you know some valley <laughs> girl will <laughs> Do not factor in the fact black men are also criminalized and accused of rape, <laughs> especially, it's, it's, especially in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, they think it's in 
American, um, but they think it's real. So there's people who argue that that's only a phenomenon that occurs in particular cities like Chicago, Kansas City. They think if you go to another city where racial tensions aren't as high, it's totally different. But I'm like, no, that's na- that's pretty much international. Uh, so much of this is armchair theorizing with no actual experiential aspect. It's just you that's know, a lot in the manosphere. It's a lot of uh, pseudo intellectualism. What's the Stargate? I'm going to ask you about some of the slang. But said, oh, okay. So yeah. Stargate is from Save Yourself Black Men. It's pretty much a woman who is quote unquote superior, like in culture, femininity, um, particularly a non black woman. And black women who fit that definition are seen as like finding a needle in a haystack. Now, some of these some of these terms are pretty obvious, like Becky. I'm not going to ask anything yeah, yeah, ob- yeah, yeah, obvious. Yeah. I'm going to try to find Bebe's kids. Uh, that's from that, uh, the, the, the animated film, and it just pretty much refers to like quote unquote ghetto kids. Also, so the most line. of them refer that to the kids they grew up around or whatever, D.C., Chicago, whatever. Or if you try to date a, a single mother, I'm guessing her kids will probably be Bebe's kids, right? Yeah, I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Black female fuckery. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a term coined by Mumia Obsidian Ali. It's pretty much to argue that black women display unflattering behavior that is unique. Um, compared to any other woman of any race. So they don't, he, they don't apply that to any woman of other race and ethnicities. But doesn't he stay dating black women? Isn't he like... Um, he he lives in Philadelphia, um, born and raised. He said he has dated outside his race, but he's with a black woman. But I what? think a lot of guys just believe that black women just are... They, the problems that they bring are just something unique that you won't encounter with any other race of women, which what? makes you laugh personally. What, what's weird to me about that is, at least with the SYSBM guys, they mm-hmm. think all these horrible things about black women but then they date you know outside the race you know same with uh in the gender reverse way the divesters but i get fascinated by the people who like bash black women or black men all day but primarily you know pride themselves on still dating within within the race that's very um interesting to me black vagina vision media Yep. So another term coined by the way, Obsidian I lead to refer to like um, media media organizations that serve as a gatekeepers on black relationships. So like Steve Harvey or I can't think of any other black relationship, um, mainstream oh, individual, you know, for something like that. So pretty much the voices of like ordinary men are kind of being silenced. And it's only by quote unquote female validated males who are allowed to get their perspectives. Checking for brothers. No, that's kind, of, that's kind of a common term, actually. Just pretty much when people talk about traveling, they just say, like, the women, they just be checking for brothers. They say that about everywhere. They, I mean, you can play New Zealand. They're like, oh, they be checking for brothers. Like, <laughs> places where there are very few black people. I'm like, people just don't think like that, but that's how they think. The part that I like under checking for brothers is that you add black manosphere dogma insists that racism abroad mostly comes from jealous men. Yes, so they the do. women are always checking for brothers, and it's just non-black men jealous of the checking for brothers that causes all the racism um, abroad, but the women aren't, mm-hmm. da- aren't down with it, which is a funny thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the common. They, they cram. Red pillars are infamous for crapping on men in foreign countries. They just call them like effeminate. They call them like quote unquote beta males. And they just think American men are superior, which they, they don't say that to them when they're there, but that's how they talk down to them, to their American audience. There was a guy, David Carroll. I've actually seen him years ago. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. Is he one of the more toxic ones or? Very toxic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, I don't know. People, so in the manosphere, a lot of people like him because they see him like as a guru. And then I listen to his content; it's literally just like black women want to be with white men. Don't marry a black woman. The only thing she's good for is bending over my couch. And it's just, it, it's been the same thing for ten years, and people love it. Yeah, I think the rest of this stuff is oh, rice bunny. That's 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 a weird one. Yeah, 
Turn for Asian women, you know, snow bunny, white woman, rice bunny, Asian women. So that's why I'm always telling guys to get a snow bunny and leave a scraggle daggle alone. Oh, yeah. And what's a scraggle daggle? So it's interesting. So it's a term to define a woman who acts ghetto. Now, they say it can apply to any woman, but they really use it as a substitute for black women, even when even when a black woman like is in ghetto. Like they call Kamala Harris a scraggle daggle. (laughs) Uh, I think actually I think actually uh, the guy based Pluto who was bothering us uh, Mm-hmm. Use scraggle daggle a lot. Yeah, it's from SYSBM, but it kind of like kind of synced into the larger manosphere. I mean, I never I haven't listened to base Pluto a lot. If I'm correct, I think he's like an incel, right? Or black? I know he's a black villain. Yeah, yeah, I think he's an incel, but I think he's also into sex tourism uh, as well. A lot of incels are. Yeah, and he wanted to debate <laughs> us about that. Like he wanted he wanted to debate us about that. And I was like, how can we debate you about this? Like, what's the debate? I don't understand. I think he wanted right. to debate whether or not he needed to go abroad uh, to get sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can I prove that you don't need to go abroad to get sex? Like, uh, like debates in the space, they, they they have really stupid topics, and they always get off topic. It's really just an opportunity for them to yell at you and then make content out of it. I was gonna well, say, we, I don't even see that even benefiting us. Yeah, it's funny benefit because us. that's what Vita was saying. Because I knew that if we went on there to debate these clowns, that's all it was gonna be. And I told I told the dude, I said, I tell you what, I told Mario and I think Mario just jumped in here, but I told Mario and T, I said, look, man, this motherfucker, I told him I'll debate you, give me thousand dollars i told them i said look this is what i'm gonna do if they put the thousand dollars in my paypal i'm gonna split it with y'all and i'm gonna just go on their show and just cuss them out for an hour <laughs> that's all i'm gonna do i ain't gonna take them serious i'm gonna just call them all kind of fuck niggas bitch made mother i'm just talk crazy yeah because he wanted to go on um, soul tv's channel uh yeah he wanted us to go yeah. on uh his channel and i was like why yeah. would we even do that yeah, but also, very well. even if somehow we did get followers from it it would be people like them it'd be like the worst yeah, yeah it'd be like right. yeah. um, what were you Who saying you by the way Aaron? oh no i say i know solo tv very well so okay. i listen to his content a lot when i was following the group and of course he, does, he, does, he doesn't like me though is it so, is it how is it compared to the other people's content so solo tv is actually pretty tame um so you know he does say like some sexist and misogynist things but most of his content is it's is pretty moderate um he's he's hella redundant uh, he does. He does. He has a lot of envy because he has literally put on individuals like I don't know. You ever heard of like Alpha Male Strategy and Steph is Code? Oh yeah, I've seen the Alpha Male Strategy. So yeah, I, they came through his channel when they were just like Alpha Male only had like a thousand subs, and he kind of blew up afterwards. And now he doesn't even respond to Solo TV's emails. And he's kind of he feels a little envious wow. that, that they blew up, and he's still kind of stuck. Who is the second one? Um, Steph is Code. Oh, uh, Steph is Code. I don't know who that. Yeah, is. He, he's pretty. He's kind of like more like a somewhat dating code. He gives general life advice. He's actually pretty moderate as well. Um, he has that. He's, he's he's been getting a lot more success lately. That's in, that's interesting. How often do they monitor like some of the stuff that goes on in like the uh, the dating coaches and the strategies and things like that? How often like do those those the incels and things like that do they monitor the content? And um, there's been a growing. There's been like a kind of feud going on lately between the whole incel black pillars and dating coaches. Could they view the dating coaches similar to the PUAs or pickup artists as scamming men, selling men? materials that's useless and just getting money out of them because i mean dating coaches can make a pretty good bit of money i mean somebody might charge you a thousand dollars for like talking to them for like an hour or something i have a question this is my last question okay Mm -hmm. and i don't even know if you can answer this (laughs) but what the hell do they want oh great question i was gonna say that so what i would say um well, one guy told me that most of them really want to be not necessarily famous, but known. But I would say what they really want is to 
voice have their opinions heard by a larger audience now there's a flip side to that they want to be mainstream but they don't trust mainstream media which i I just don't understand how that um that works but no there's really no political goal i mean some of these guys admittedly don't vote um and many of them are too scared to show their faces and reveal their real names so i don't know how they can go mainstream but no it's really they just want to kind of like change the dialogue about black love that's pretty much what they want to do they give like quote-unquote ordinary men a voice but i don't think they represent ordinary men they're really just like a personality cult. One theory I think from seeing some of the other, actually one of your videos, you had one video where they were bragging, this SYSBM guy was bragging about the normalization of SYSBM. So it makes me wonder if the answer to Ken's question is they hope that they propagandize enough, it'll change the culture enough that their actual sex lives might improve. Like maybe a lot of these white women will get the, the bulletin that they're checking for black men or a lot of these... I, I don't know, like, but they seem, they seem to think that they're going to change the broader attitudes toward things out there somehow. Yeah, I mean, that's what SBM in particular, unlike the manosphere. I mean, they somewhat want to be mainstream. Like, they just think one day, like, a celebrity is going to get, like, flack for interracial dating. It's going to twi- going to type in his Twitter, SYSBM, is going to just become mainstream overnight. But they really just, they kind of just celebrate the fact that interracial dating and marriage is increasing. And they like the fact that black women are at the, aren't marrying out at the same level as black men. So. Uh, it's, it's weird. <laughs> oh, man. So they're in a weird competition with the black female divestors and all that. Huh? They kind of like it. Yeah, they paint this victimhood narrative. They just think that everybody opposes um, interracial dating and they just want to, like, stop the wheels from turning. They don't really acknowledge, like, you know, society's become more diverse, a little bit more integrated. So, of course, interracial dating and marriage is going to go up. They just think that black men are kind of getting fed up with black women or are just seeking other women. Yo, it's really weird also what a mirror image they are to the divestors because the divestors have a particular hate for black men and white mm-hmm. women and, and white women but mm-hmm. they, they go easy on uh, white men and this is kind of idea that white men and black women really want each other but it's black it's no white women uh, black women and white men really kind of want each other or like natural mates or attraction for each other but it's black mm-hmm. men and white women throwing salt in the game or being obstacles and when I was going through your stuff I realized wow these guys think the exact same thing gender yep. They hate black women and they don't really hate white men, but they do seem to um, compare themselves to white men a lot and kind of mm-hmm. think of, you know, these white men as keeping the non-black women from them. Like, you know, you know, like uh, like when that guy thinks that there's no real female racism in these places, it's just jealous non-black men just trying mm-hmm. to I think they call it they call it like pussy policing or. Dick policing, dick, as they dick call it. policing, like you know. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. What is what is dick policing? That's a so a near term is pretty much being overtly concerned with what another man does with his penis. So pretty much just like criticizing a guy if he's engaging, and even if it's a criticism, is legitimate. Like guys advocating um, sex tourism, or she's criticizing somebody for pumping dumb. It's like why or criticizing a guy who's going for young women. They just pretty much say like, oh, stop worried about my quote unquote dick. <laughs> oh, so that's a little different than what I'm talking about. The ones I saw were complaining that. Um, these guys are more like pussy policing as in like the Asian men or the white men or, you know, the Czech men or whatever, <laughs> where trying to keep nature from taking his course and that all these foreign women from these places were just dying to sleep with uh, black American <laughs> men. And these guys were just uh, cock blocking and trying to control the vaginas of it, it's It's such a weird way of looking at the world. It's so complex and detailed, but it's all in their imagination. That's the crazy. If these guys wrote screenplays and put that imagination towards something constructive, 
They could probably make some good stories. I don't know. <laughs> They're in pain. They're in pain. Don't you understand? Like, these people are in pain. Yeah, they need yeah, therapy, bro. Yeah, they, they've already made movies about people like him, like Psycho, <laughs> Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs. Like, that's who these dudes are. Well, yeah, I would say too. one criticism people do say, and I say this too, a lot of people use YouTube as therapy. Um, when you hear their stories, they just share very personal stuff that I don't, personally I would just never admit um, online. You know, a lot, of, a lot of them were like abuse. Oh my God. See, you see there? We've said for years that people are using social media as therapy now. Like, we've been saying that on this show for a long time that a lot of people are using YouTube, Twitter, etc. as, as uh, mediums to work out their own oh, personal yeah, traumas and things like mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. No, they say it to each other, actually. I say it. I'm like, what? And like, they just share stories of like being abused by like their mother or their father or just like bad relationships. And of course, like when people break up, they, they assume everything is the other person's fault. And yeah, just deeply personal stories of like sexual abuse um sexual yeah. assault it, it, sometimes it's just sometimes it's too personal that i don't even like record it or write about it i'm like i'm not gonna um touch on that but they just oh, pretty much yeah. just have an audience to talk about it with yeah that's that's what that's when i was talking about that base pluto dude because when he was going back and forth with us i just like whatever dude so i just stopped talking to him but because my ass is nosy and i'm always looking for something to laugh at i always make jokes about everything like if you ain't if i ain't laughing you know hey we got to figure out something to laugh about. He just happened to be the topic of that day. So when we looked at his Twitter page, he started talking about how he's never had sex with a woman. And he has this, um, damn, I'm trying to think of what that personality disorder is. And I can't remember what the name of it is, but I screenshot and I was like, dude, this can't be real. So then I was like, okay, you know what? If he's doing this, all of them are doing this. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. when you don't, when you're not debating with them and they don't have shit else to talk about, they'll start talking about their own shit. All of them are talking about how they're on these antidepressant drugs. There's one mm-hmm. guy who is a fan of our show, and I think he's all right. He just got a lot of trauma. And even he talked about how he went to therapy, but his mom uh, made him get rid of the therapist because the therapist was telling him the stuff that we're saying. And I'm like, what? So I said, hey, man, and now he's grown now. And I'm like, bro, you, won't you get a black therapist? Well, I had a black therapist. Like, every time we would, he would ask us for advice. And every time we would tell him something, like, it was me and Vita. Like, every time we would tell him something, oh, I already did that. Or or when we tell him to do something, it ended negatively. He went on a date he's with got a, he's got a He's got a problem for every solution. Oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah, oh. He was, Absolutely. Yeah, he went on a date with some girl, and her real boyfriend came and pulled a gun on him. <laughs> he's living in he's living in flint michigan like i'm like damn (laughs) it got to the point where i told vita i'm not talking to this dude no more i'm done i said you want to keep talking to this knucklehead knock yourself out but i'm done he seems like a good dude like he's not toxic like those dudes are on some sociopathic other shit. This Mm -hmm. dude has just got a lot of trauma going on, and he doesn't know how to get out of it. And what I told him was, I said, you know, I have a friend live here in Portland. Good dude. And I almost kind of felt like he was going down that route. And I told him, I said, look, bro, I'm going to tell you straight up. I said, if you want to attract women, I'll just give him some tips on just how to, you know, clean yourself up. Don't be unkept and looking a mess and your hygiene bad. I'm like, this ain't even got nothing to do with trying to get no woman. This is just trying to be a decent human being. You know what I'm saying? Clean yourself up. You know, I don't even want you around me. That's a big thing that Aaron said in one of his videos 
videos that a lot of the advice that these guys give is just pretty basic. Like, you know, mm-hmm. basic shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. I, that's one of my criticisms. When I wrote the article in Medium, um, I felt bad the editor took it out, but I was pretty much explaining that, you know, a lot of the, even the quote unquote good talking points, like the good topics, like physical fitness, entrepreneurship, whatever, um, it's really common sense and conventional wisdom spewed as a startling revelation. I just listen to these guys. I'll just say, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, just, just get in shape because one of the like, guys weren't in shape, but they don't even talk about how to exercise because everybody doesn't know how to properly work out. They don't know what muscles to work on. Or they'll just say, like, everything actually revolves around getting sex. So it's yes. like, yes. get a better paying job so you can get better access to, like, quote unquote high quality. But how do you get a better paying job? Get in shape. Yeah. But how do you get in shape? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, no, there's no real advice. Yeah, I, that's one thing I know is how to get sex, actually. If you want to read, it's like, read so you can have intellectual conversations so you can just, like, get sex with more intellectual women. It's just, <laughs> so, um, you can do all that stuff and still be kind of like a weirdo, man, and it's not going to help you. Yep, you, know, yep. uh, you can exercise, you can get a great job, and you know, it's, it's, some it's, of these guys are not bad looking dudes. Yeah, oh, there's <laughs> one sad uh, one that died. Um, Baraka, there's an incident, yeah, he committed, well, he committed allegedly suicide, suicide in a painful way, setting himself on fire. And the funny thing is, like, he looked just like one of my boys who gets mm-hmm. laid easily, like, you know, like, and he, his suicide note was like, you know, I'm too ugly to get laid. I'm like, this is so sad. It's, I felt it's really all bad. in between their ears. It's in between their yeah. ears. That's that's what it is. It's in between it's, their ears. It's, and, it's and, like, go ahead, Vita. Okay, it's right to the point that I was saying before. Like, they lack self-awareness. They don't yeah, realize yeah. that it's them. They don't realize that they have to heal from their trauma or whatever it is. Because And, and that's what I always try to, you know, explain to people, even in my parenting. Like, these are the kind of kids that your kids going to grow up and be like that. If you don't... Yeah. <laughs> If you don't stop, if you don't break the cycle of trauma, it's not not pass this shit down. You know, let's, if you don't break that, that's you're gonna have kids that grow up to act like these niggas. Like because mm. what the internet did, and I, I'm saying it again, the internet, even though people are using this as therapy, it ain't helping because all you yeah. do is find other weirdos like you. Well, well, here's the here's what I think the problem is, right? There's a lot of good advice on the internet and YouTube. That's not who these people are going to. It's the blind leading the blind. It's like what Aaron said. He's like, these people are giving basic advice, but not really in-depth. These people could be going to a specialist. So, for example, instead of going to some black manosphere guy who gives you the pretty obvious, you need to work out. There's this guy on YouTube. He's called Athlean X. That guy is like a lot of in-depth working out. You'd be much better off just picking five people who specialize in whatever you need. Like mm-hmm. one guy who specializes... Like, There's some women uh, therapists that I've followed who have a lot of great stuff about releasing trauma, doing doing the work to like um, get over your trauma. There's a lot of um, exercise people that I've seen with a lot of good exercise. They'd be better off just picking like five or six specialists and just listening to those people. But instead they choose someone who's just talking a bunch of crap, but is lying their ass off, but who looks like them. And it's like a support group where it's just all support group members, but no actual leader who's qualified. It's just one support group member just took it upon themselves. Hey, what? I'm going to lead the support group, even though I was an alcoholic just yesterday. So I got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is this? Is, is it, it sounds like a lot of this is really just based on sex and, and sexual access. So, is, I mean, is that really the gist of what it comes down to for a lot of these people? Is it are they interested at all in, in like real companionship or a relationship or is it strictly about uh, getting sex and having sexual access to whatever women they want? Um, so some of them are for marriage, but there's actually a very large component of guys who oppose marriage. They're just like, no, you're just going to get divorced and get your 
your wife's just going to rip you off. Um, most, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Most of it is really just, it's, everything's about sex. Everything revolves around sex. That's why when you criticize them, the first thing they come to you is like, oh, you don't get any, it's like very juvenile um, <laughs> insults. And just about who, can, who has the most access to, you know, attractive women. I, I, I don't know how much to. It's who can tell the best lie. Because ain't none of them got shit. Have, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Some of them do like old pictures with women who they're, you know, they're just friends, but they just make it seem like they're sleeping with them. Because there's one guy, he's like, he, he's formerly in porn. He'll post pictures on Instagram with women. But he didn't admit that those are just women he was shooting the scene with. Have, <laughs> have there been, this is my last question. I'm done. And, and, uh, and if you guys have any, you can ask. Um, but have there been any success stories? Like people who like um, started in there and then got a wife or a girlfriend or got less toxic, left oh, or yeah. changed their focus to something like positive? Oh, there's, yeah, there's plenty of guys who um, came in and they realized like, you know, they were spewing, it was kind of spewing those cliche talking points. And like Steve Boogie Productions, a perfect example of this. When he first came in, he was just doing a general manosphere talking points. But if you look at his content now, a lot of it is more like, it's, it's, it's more mainstream. He does kind of go hard on the guys, but he also goes harder to women, but not like, not in no sexist or misogynistic. What's his name? No. Sorry. Sea Boogie Productions. Oh, sea Boogie Productions, okay. Yeah, but the majority of them, no, most of them just, you know, they're talking about the same, one, one criticism they get is like, a lot, it's, it's circular conversation. A lot of guys are talking about the same stuff they were talking about four or five years ago. I mean, you have guys on YouTube who started 10 years ago talking about black women and are still talking about them till this very day. That's so, true. The only thing that changes really is the alliances and the beefs and some of the names, like some new names will pop yeah. in as old names drop. But I noticed most of the variety is that and not the actual subject matter, which is still the same old, like, uh, same stuff. Yeah, black women arguments. and single mothers and thugs are ruining everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, racism in the system that we live in is beat these dudes down into some, into mush. And there's really, they're trying to, you know, you take when you take like um like clay or something, you just mash it and it's just laying in a pile. Now they're trying to sculpt themselves. And the thing about it is like, dude, the things that they're sculpting is so toxic. Like this shit is going to end up getting these dudes killed because eventually one of them is going to take it offline. Oh, yeah. The world, they, you know, white people, they, they, that's a, they, they kind of bold with that kind of shit. <laughs> you know, black people, we don't, we ain't trying to hurt nobody. You know what I mean? For the most part. But eventually what's going to happen is one of these dudes going to take this stuff offline. going to get his brains blown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel wrong people like that. Yeah, sometimes I feel bad for them actually because I came across a group in June 2018, and 98% of the guys, you know, they still talk about the same stuff, and nothing in their life has changed. No career advancement. No marriage, well, no marriages, except for one guy, actually. But other than that, everybody's still in the same predicament as they were when I first came in. When I look at their old content, same thing. Very stagnant group of individuals. I used to, to I'm what... not going to lie. I did. I used to feel bad for these dudes. But then after I started really peeling the onion layers back, I'm like, okay, yeah, you just don't want to get any help. Because, you know, um, we talk about therapy on this show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some of us has gone to therapy. I went to therapy for three years, but it wasn't for that kind of stuff. But I can actually, I gain perspective. You know, it's something that, and I always have these sayings that my grandmother used to tell me and one of the things that my grandmother used to tell me when i was a kid was you don't want to be somebody that can't be told nothing Mm -hmm. you can't tell these motherfuckers nothing (laughs) no they know everything pretty much yeah and it was i was listening to uh kenny tell me about the situation that he had with one of those with with the uh i guess the base what's the dude name base guy base pluto base Pluto. pluto there you go and 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 he was saying that he was an incel and he doesn't get laid whatever but then he was calling Kenny is simp. So I'm like, well, how does that work? Like, how you how you claim that you can't ever get laid and, and all this, that, and the third, but then call somebody else a simp, but you on your timeline whining about 
how you can't get women and women don't like you. I mean, I don't, I don't get I, how that works. That's like this weird circular surprise, logic that they have help. going on. Well, I think the well, attitude is that he, he doesn't get laid, help. but he doesn't kiss ass. Well, I would say you got guys who, I would say you get guys who do get laid, well, claim to get laid regularly, and they still make those same kind of slurs. I mean, Solo TV, for example, he has admitted several times that whenever he has sex with a woman, five minutes after he's finished, he gets bored. And I can tell him, like, okay, this guy doesn't like casual sex, which is okay. A lot of guys mm-hmm. actually don't. Uh, but he still engages in it, and whenever I have criticized him, his first line of attack is like, you don't get any. <laughs> Even the hand just doesn't fulfill him. I'm like, but you don't even enjoy the act, actually. Actually, A lot of red pillars don't enjoy the act of sex, but they still want it because they feel like it validates their masculinity. Damn, that's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. That's that's deep, man. That's real deep. That that just goes to show that it's something else going on there. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's a a desire for, like, um, genuine connection that many of them don't have for various reasons. Plus, there's also the ones who probably lie about even having the sex, too. So that's oh, no, like, they do. Yeah. Oh, so, like Obsidian so, says he'd been woman over his couch, but he's, like, crippled. He has a he has a career and a back injury, and he walks with a cane, and he claims that he bends woman over his couch. Oh, wow. oh man. <laughs> he's an easy target, honestly. Uh, me and him oh, had back and man, forth. That's crazy. Yeah, I never understood that. So are you going to get this? Because you're in your PhD program, right? Yes. So you can actually publish this stuff, peer-reviewed <laughs> sources. Yeah, This could. has to happen. You know, it's interesting. I... I thought about like, because I don't write about this. I do freelance writing so I can write and discuss issues that interest me that has nothing to do with my um, actual research. Um, I thought about it, but I kind of backed away from it, um, particularly because I'm making a career transition. I was going to do academia, but I'm more interested in the administrative side now. Uh, But I'm still going to like publish, write and publish um, research. So I I, I might do it in the future. I'm not exactly uh, sure because I feel like this needs to be uh, documented in some way. It's somewhere in the school of psychology or psychiatry or something. Oh, I'm a historian though, so that'd be kind of a it'd be kind right. of a reach for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm this is this is a historical sure. moment, man. I'm telling you, this is. Uh, nah, you gotta wait 30 years yeah. really to have a good perspective <laughs> on that. Mm. Right, but you'll be one of the primary sources that everyone will go to. You know, uh, oh, I got, <laughs> one, I got one last question. Okay, maybe, maybe someone asked this earlier, but mm-hmm. do you foresee any type of like a black Elliot Rogers type situation? Well, that's a good final question. Like, yeah, that's a good like, one. Um, just take it to the next level. Well, first, well, first that already happened. Christopher Harper Mincer, he was actually half black, half white. Um, he was a school shooter in yeah, it was in Oregon, and I cannot remember the name of the community college. I can't pronounce it. Um, he was so it wasn't covered. It wasn't covered that much. But if you read his manifesto, his gripe was that black women want thugs. He was half black, half white, by the way. And he said, uh-huh. I, I, "He's like I hate black men. I don't like I like black women, but I hate the men." Oh, I recognize. <laughs> I recognize. Yeah, that was a brother down in Woodburn, Oregon. That was about, that was about 45. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that already happened in terms of like a black guy doing this. Now, can it happen again? Um, I don't know. Most, most of the, I would say the greatest fear is them committing violence against each other. I don't see anybody doing this to like the larger public. Because, because many of these are middle-aged guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Violence against each other? I mean, they threaten each other all the time. Some like incel bloods and crips? Like they going to start No, individually, because some of these guys, some of these people have met each other in person. That's how, like, a lot of drama oh, starts. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't they know. They beef a lot. They beef a yeah, lot. Yeah, but I don't see any sort of, like, Elliot Roger like, incident occurring, because those incidents have happened, but they have largely been with, like, incels, mostly white men in various Western countries. So, 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 and, and I just want to elaborate a little bit more on that. I think what Mario is asking is, like, and maybe I could be wrong, are, could this happen in a black community? Because the, the kid that did it down in Woodburn, I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nobody black down there. You ain't going to find a black <laughs> 
them. <laughs> but in a black community, like could a kid that's doing this or a dude that lives in the you know the north the south side of Chicago or mm-hmm. in Miami or in LA, do you, do you see that this could happen in a black community? Um, it could. It's just so hard for me to see it because like black male entitlement just looks very different from white male entitlement. Mm. So that's why I don't. That's why I don't know. I can't think of many examples of it occurring or any examples of yeah, it occurring. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. You, I, I, I can, a lot of times I have to remind myself that you can't look at everything on a one-to-one scale. Mm-hmm. You know what goes on in our community versus what goes on in a, in a white supremacist structure. You know what I'm saying? You can't apply all that stuff because we always get on like uh, you know black feminists and stuff like that for trying to apply things on a one-to-one basis. You know, as far as like patriarchy and things like that. So yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for joining us, Aaron. This was a fun. This right. was a fun time because I needed a lot of help deciphering this stuff. We've been talking about this amongst ourselves for a while. Ever since we added Vita uh, to the show, uh, she's been like a lightning rod for this type Bring of guy. All the nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I appreciate it because I've been writing about this. For, I've been documenting this for two years, but I never got an opportunity to talk about it compared to some other research topics. <laughs> Uh, this episode is, is this is this episode gonna bring out just am I gonna have to make my account private again? Oh, oh we're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you put it on YouTube, you're gonna find it. I'll yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't think they leave YouTube. I think this is not on YouTube. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking about inviting you to um, a live stream. I said, oh no, redo that. It's gonna get filled with trolls and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're dying for me to appear on a live stream. If we, I would actually like a live stream. Y'all don't, don't want to do one? If we do a live stream, we would need like to make sure we have moderators in there with the quick trigger <laughs> finger, like banning, like because uh, otherwise it will be untenable. That's Some of these point. dudes, they seem like they know how to unban themselves. I think we, didn't we have no, one No, they, they be having like 45 accounts. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, you not, know I'm not exaggerating. Your I'm YouTube not exaggerating. account can have your Gmail account on YouTube can have multiple YouTube accounts. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. so I have like three. So I mean, Aaron's and they couldn't tell it was Aaron's always welcome back if he wants to subject himself to that. You know, I mean, I'll be a good sport and I'll be game too. So I'll leave it on on Aaron if he wants to do that. But I'll, 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 he'll be more calm than the other invites I've had from the group who really just try to set me up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what we can do is we can just have. Have, um, a bunch of moderators and stuff. Uh, you, know, you know what? If a topic presents itself that I think you know will organically tie into this, if God forbid the uh, Black Elliot Roger ever pops off, that will be the uh, an example of something we could do. But but yeah, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before the next incel thing happens. Anyway. Oh, you already know. Yeah, sadly. Uh, thanks so much, Aaron. And do you want to plug any last things before you uh, go or tell people where to find you? Oh, so you can find me at well, name is Aaron Fountain Jr. But you can find my, me by my YouTube channel to expose the manosphere and like i said it's even though it's a lot of um heavy stuff i kind of mock it i encourage people don't follow the group you're following a lot of people who just don't have much success in life trying to <laughs> mislead you oh i forgot um a question from a reader um some reader no. there's a there's a reader question somebody wanted to know how does the black manosphere interpret the anti-blackness of the manosphere um the the white one and that you know a lot of them are still kind of racist themselves 
What's the relationship yeah. with the white manosphere? Um, so many of them are still in, so many of them came from that space and are still active in the space. So they still like, they listen to them and they um, c- conversate with them. But no, the one reason why the black manosphere formed is because of the when the alt right and the um, man- manosphere pretty much um, uh, coalesced with one another after the 2016 uh, presidential election. And the racism in the space led black men to form their own space because their issues weren't talked about and it started to get um, pretty hostile. Now, what is weird about that is that some of are still cozy with open white supremacists. So Bumi Obsidian Ali interviewed Gerard Taylor, so who is a bland uh, white supremacist. Yeah, he even endorsed cool. his book. He's um, very cool with them. Uh, it's very I couldn't believe that on his radio show. Yeah, even race science, <laughs> even race science guys, he's very cool with. Very, very yeah, so some of them, they just pretty much compartmentalize. So they acknowledge their, the, the racism in the space, but they pretty much cancel it out and they kind of just unite around anti-feminism. Um, okay, so you told where to find you, right? But that's You're more right. That part? Wait, uh, it was like two questions at once. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, I was just making... Did someone else ask a question? I no, didn't hear it. Oh, no, I just want to make sure that oh, you okay, tell people where to find you before we let you go. Oh, yeah. So it's supposed to be atmosphere, and I have all my contact information in the about section. Okay, great, great. All right, so thanks again for joining us. Uh, thanks to all the co-hosts who um, came in. And um, yeah, so everyone check out Aaron and um, have a good one, guys. All right, I appreciate it.